Yep, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on today's show. I have a special guest, returning guest. His name is Nick of the defunct, I guess now, uh, Cult Rejects. Or There's <laughs> yeah. only one now. Or Cult Reject, uh, also known as New York Patriot. But I saw something on his site. I think it was about Twin Peaks. It was just a huge show back in the day, back in the mm -hmm. TV times, back in before the internet when you had to wait for the next episode and those things. And it was kind of like, a, this is 30 years ago it came out in uh, 91, I believe. The first yeah, show was April 8th, 1990. So, but it was just a real phenomenon and very mysterious. And David Lynch was the director. And you see, if you're watching on the screen here, uh, it's Kyle McLaughlin was the special agent, Dale Cooper. But I just remember all the kind of uh, band, you know, just the, the massive media interest in this that really didn't run very long. I think it was two or three seasons max. Mm -hmm. But I asked Nick to come on and talk more about it. So, Nick. Welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to come on to your show. Cool. Especially, uh, I thought it was great that you even asked me to cover Twin Peaks. I was like, oh, wow. That took me off guard. Anybody asking me to come on to cover Twin Peaks, I was like excited and kind of taken, taken back. Um, I mean, from the way that I look at Twin Peaks, I mean, first off, when it first came out, I think I was telling you prior, I didn't catch it, I didn't really catch it then on TV. I knew other people that watched it and... Like I had said, even my mom had watched it and told me that she thought it was really weird. And that was her fascination with the show. Um, eventually, a few years down the line, I, I watched it and I definitely thought it was quite out there and really didn't understand what I was watching. Um, once I started getting into occultism and studying occultism and magic and happened to rewatch it again, I was like, oh, whoa, 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 wait. Um, so the way I'm looking at Twin Peaks and, you know, I'm a huge fan still of the show. Uh, I think David Lynch is a very talented, I guess, director and writer, but I, I'm not going to be naive to the fact that I think this stuff is loaded with occultism. And I can't tell you what David Lynch is, uh, besides obviously making money when you make a movie. I mean, that's obviously one of your goals. I can't tell you what his intentions are. Is he a good person or a bad person? But I'm, I'm definitely convinced that he is an occultist. So Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and that's how... And that's basically how I was going to try to uh, cover it. Um, if you want, I could pull up some slides. Too, you know? Why don't would you just go over? I mean, this is definitely spoiler alert. But why don't you just go over the arc of the show? It's it's really revolves around the death okay. of this one character. Yeah, I actually did pull up stuff to like uh, kind of read real quick because I was going to give somewhat of a background. Totally forgot. Um, the series does follow an investigation headed headed by the FBI special agent Dale Cooper. Um, and local Sheriff Harry S. Truman into the murder of homecoming queen Laura Palmer in the fictional town of Twin Peaks, Washington. Uh, the show's narrative draws on elements of detective fiction, but its uncanny tone, supernatural elements, and campy melodramatic portrayal of eccentric characters also draws from American soap opera and horror tropes. Um, David Lynch was uh, does admit that it was like kind of... In, um, uh, not inspired, but there was soap opera uh, elements to it. And there was even a time in the show where there, you see the same soap opera playing in the background. And I think that was done on purpose. Um, uh, and it, the whole show was also done by Angelo Badalamente, if anybody knows who he is. Lynch worked with him to uh, to do the uh, all the music. 
Um, besides the two series that came out, there was also a movie that was done called Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, which was a little bit more of a prequel to Twin Peaks. But basically, it all boils down to and what starts off the whole show, really, is the death of Laura Palmer. Um, her body shows up dead, and then it's like, basically, you get all these characters that start getting introduced because of the situation, neither being questioned or knowing her, going to school or whatever. And it's like, that's how, like, all the people really get introduced into the show, and then they all end up creating, like, their own stories as well. So it really is, like, completely spawned off of her death. The whole rest of the show uh, takes you through other people's like, you know, what they're going through in their life. The police uh, station, the FBI. Um, there's a thing called the Red Room where it starts getting weird. Uh, that is where a lot of in my opinion, the occult symbolism starts to uh, kind of really kick in. Um, you know, there's a lot of drugs. It's basically, you know, drugs. Uh, in my opinion, there is. um the killer of the show, I think, actually, David Lynch is representing as, like, the beast. So I do even think the guy, the guy Bob in the show uh, is, like, representing the beast in a sense. And I do think, you know, in the way I was trying to explain Laura Palmer and how, like, the whole story starts off, you know, I would see her possibly being, like, you know, a scarlet whore in a sense or, you know, one of the feminine uh, things that the beast has to kill or has to, you know, but in a sense, she births the whole show. Her death is what brings in the whole show. So I can see how it's kind of like a Scarlet Whore or Whore of Babylon and Beast type of relationship in that sense. Interesting. But there are occult themes in the whole show, right? Oh, like yeah. The, yeah. I mean, there's the Dark Brotherhood or whatever it is, the Black Lodge. Yeah. The a, Black like there's stuff underneath the surface of, it, of the whole show. That's what made it important. Interesting to people, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. They definitely made it dark. Uh, there was a lot of just like weird stuff, like a lady talking to a log that was very weird. Uh, they always like they did focus on like owls a lot. The owls are not what they seem. You know, that was like a little kind of a cultish. Um, they even like touched into like possible like UFO and alien stuff. Right. They did the blue book. There was a blue book theme to it, right? Yes. And, and like my opinion, I, I do think a lot of that does go back to cultism in itself. But you know that's a whole other topic. We can do like ten hours on that. Yeah, yeah. I I actually have a I have a file, Nick, that is like UFO and occultism now because there's just so much. I'm telling so many things going on in the background with this whole UFO thing that are like. Oh yeah, yep. I definitely super suspicious. Sorry. So so I mean, he's like an investor. The lens of Dale Cooper. He's yes. really looking into all these other characters and themes and weird people and weird. I mean, there's the military guys, there's the cultists, there's themes of possession, right? Yes. So it's just all, almost it's all there. Yeah. 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 And uh, even with like Dale Cooper, it's almost like, uh, I mean, he's like the detective, but it's almost like he's kind of like, I feel like he played the part of like the people watching the show as well. Like trying to like figure, you know, I really felt like he played like almost like a character of the people watching it. Hard to explain, but like I, it's like you were kind of viewing the show through him and trying to figure him, it out. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's kind of like the cop. Say that's, that's the field that we got out of it too. Yeah, but that's kind of like the cop element of the show because you do mm-hmm. that. Somebody does that through CSI or whatever. It's like 
you're following the investigation, right? But they have the FBI. Then they do have uh, one of Laura Palmer's boyfriends. His father was in the service. And that's how, like, you get into the Project Blue Book and then the whole aliens. You know, um, uh, I'm trying to think of some other interesting things before, like, getting into. Uh, the character's name was uh, Major Briggs, right? Yes, yes, yes. And there was three, se- uh, three, ep- uh, yeah, three seasons. Um, and the third one was really, I mean, that one was actually pretty out there. I was actually surprised, to tell you the truth, on some of the episodes that even HBO took even a gamble that people were going to watch the whole thing. Because, like, some of them for, like, 30 minutes was, like, almost just visuals and sounds and weird stuff. Hmm. But, yeah, it's definitely, uh, I think it's just, it's definitely an occult undertone. You know, I've even heard... Uh, you know, I've even heard, you know, David Lynch is huge into talking about transcendental med- uh, meditation. Um, I've even heard him, you know, talk about, uh, and this is even something as silly as it is, I've thought about with Alistair Crowley. And there is stuff that I will show with this if I get to it, like stuff with electricity that he focuses on. Um, I've even heard like David Lynch say that he wanted to do a show called, or a movie called Johnny Rock. <laughs> And it was some kind of like he mentioned some somebody who ran on alternating current and blah, blah, blah. But like he mentions that a lot. And, you know, like even when it comes to occultism, like to me, I, when I, you say rocket, I think of like Jack Parsons, NASA and Elon Musk. And I think they're all occultists themselves or involved in that stuff. So like rocket to me just seems like very coincidental, like Nazis and rockets. And then you get, uh, you know, AC alternating current. And he does focus on a lot of electricity in his stuff as well. And I do think electricity, as silly as it sounds, can boil down to magic in a sense. Which why it I had... That's kind of an occult, occult uh, in, interpretation, right? Yeah, and I've even wondered, like, AC for Alistair Crowley. Again, alternating current. Like, is that like a, yeah. a play? You know, who knows? Um, but but yeah, that's this- another theme that flows through this whole... Twin Peaks, yes. all three seasons. Yes. Yeah. It's actually very huge with David Lynch in general. Even if you don't hear like electrical buzzing, you don't see buzzing, you'll notice flashing of light bulbs. He always like, there's always some way to like show like electricity is like neither flowing or stopping or doing something. He does have plenty of ways of doing that. And I think, I think he does it on purpose for occult symbolism. Right. So the electricity is a theme. You have possession. You've got they had. I think in the prostitution drugs is huge in it too. Uh, you know what I thought was really interesting? If you think about Laura Palmer and her friends at the age that they were at, technically, if you go by what they show you in this in the, you know the second season, I think for sure, at least in Fire Walk with Me, um, you know they have mail order sex prostitutes in this. So if you think about it, you actually have underage girls. He's showing you girls actually getting underage girls actually being pimped out through magazines in the mail. Hmm. I mean, there, there's been things I've come across in the past where you hear about people doing that actually and getting. Yeah, that's what Backpage was, dude. That's what Backpage was. <laughs> but it was just wild how, like, how it's just like, you know, was he even trying to tell us then that that's the type of shit that was going on? Right. Epstein type stuff. Yeah. 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 It's just, it was just weird to me when I thought about it. I was like, you know, he was actually showing like, Illegal sex slaves and traffic. That's like sex trafficking. It's underneath the surface, man. It's yeah. everywhere. Like it's 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 bad. 
Because a lot of that stuff here in L.A., a lot of people getting busted for that. Yeah, they had that one-eyed Jacks in the show where, uh, you know, they take, you know, again, that even seems, you know, one-eyed Jacks. Uh, that's where all the prostitutes were, and, like, some of them they had hooked on heroin. So. Wow. Right, so they have this oppositional thing, like the Black and White Lodge, too, right? So this theme, the white magic, black magic type secret society. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's even, I, uh, when, I, I, when I can pull it up and I get to it later, uh, I even have, uh, I caught it real quick. He actually has a, the sigil of Asmodeus hanging up, wow. Wow. hanging up on the side of the wall. While like Cooper's wow. looking out the window, you can see the chalkboard on the back. They're trying to figure out all the stuff that they saw, uh, saw in the cave. And there's like Asmodeus sigil, like taped the stuff wow. to the wall. I was like, got him. I saw it. Wow. <laughs> right. They put the little things in there. So I guess my understanding is that Mark Frost is kind of like, according to my research, he was interested in Alice Bailey. So these guys are like 30 years ahead of kind of like internet, internet Americana, you know, uh, alternate culture or something like that, or, or counterculture or occult culture or something like that, a culture. So they were just, ahead of the curve would you agree with that yeah i honestly do think uh even going by like some of the stuff when you go and look at some of the things that happened with david lynch with having to edit which is kind of why he started getting upset and basically stopped for most of the season two he was just there for the beginning and the end um they had him edit out a lot and one of the things i was going to show was one of those and when i've looked at that stuff i think that is like some of his most like deeply occulted and almost like putting it like so much in your face so i mean i in my opinion for back then like if that guy could have even have had like carte blanche and not have gotten stuff edited that right. show by far i think would have been like what interesting <laughs> yeah it's yeah interesting. You know, do you know what brings to mind nick is the millennium too if you remember millennium that was chris carter's thing after the x-files and i heard that they either fired him or he had just he was butting heads with the producers or something and he quit and then it changed the whole, the whole story changed, but it was going to be interesting, you know? So I think that these guys don't have a lot of autonomy. Yet. Uh, yeah. No, but I do think uh, they both got a huge notoriety and I think that's, you know, sometimes this is just my opinion. I do think shows or movies will kind of be like applauded because they realize like people in the know are like, Oh, they, they pulled off all this stuff pretty well. Like, like they put all that stuff out there and people st still just have no idea what they're looking at. He came out great. You know what I'm saying? I think people do get notoriety for that. Some directors and people who do movies is the amount of occultism they put in it and how they spin the story so well you don't even see it. That's just my opinion. You know? And I think Twin Peaks could be an example of that, actually. Right. Like a, a revelation, right? Revela not of the method, of the revelation of the real the real kind of things in a fictional setting right yeah i mean that's like i've I've said before on my own show i mean like i've done like some silly weird posts before and like that's i'm just doing the same thing it may seem silly and weird to people but i'm putting it out there so then when somebody else sees it they're like oh okay he and you know it's just like me kind of being like yeah i know what's going on in a way all right so you can see like, it's advertising really it's advertising <laughs> Right, but you can put Twin Peaks in that kind of like, uh, like Eyes Wide Shut or oh, one of these yeah, other things yeah. in, in that environment. I think I think that's fair. 
That's actually a really... certainly esoteric. Like maybe it's not fully. I don't know how if you want to parse through the words, but esotericism is all throughout this whole thing. They talk about tulpas. They talk about all oh, kinds. Yeah. Of stuff. Yeah. He even uh, there's one guy that I'll show uh, this small little guy who dresses in red with his pointy nose. Yeah, he has a tulpa in his hand. I think in Fire Walk with Me. And according to the actor, he had asked like David Lynch, like I. What am I like? What am I even doing? And he said, "You're a living talisman." That's what he told the actor. You're a living talisman. I was like, "Okay, that's that's pretty obvious, you know, honest." (laughs) But he, um, he, there's also kind of dream stuff too. So it's like it's totally esoteric, dude. Oh, like dream sequences and things like yeah. Yeah, I mean, like again, what I was saying, even going into that red room. There is the sigil of Saturn. There is the Aquarius floor. There's all sorts of wild stuff that's that's in there. So, is this it right here? Where's this thing? Let me see if we can pull yeah. It Come on. Why isn't it coming into the stream? Maybe you have to add it. I don't know. Huh. It's not popping up. The, the visual isn't popping up. Can you add it? Are you able to add? It? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I had this is the red room you're talking about, right? Yes. Correct. And as you can see there, I mean, when I get to another picture, you can see a little bit better. But, I mean, that is Saturn right there. You have the Aquarius floor already. Right, right. I mean, you have now in in Tarot and in Kabbalah, um, Saturn does have a relationship with Venus. You know, even like, uh, the, you know, one even like um, I think Venus does show up on a card that's associated with Saturn on Tarot. And you can see right here, I mean, to me, that would be very much like, you know, Venus or that type of energy. You know, sure. It looks exactly like Venus uh, depicted what is Phoenix, Venus on the half, the Italian picture, right? Venus on the back of a, what's that famous picture of Venus? I know what you're talking about. I'll find, I'll, I'll find it. And uh, this guy over here, I have often said I do think he uses the coffee as like an eclipse of the black sun. That's just my opinion. Something that I thought was weird. Um, this guy in this scene just happens to be saying coffee over and over again, and he walks it over to Dale Cooper. And I just happened to check the, the numerical value of coffee, and it does match David. Now, who knows if he did that on purpose or not, but it matches David. So, so that's definitely Venus. You can just bet on uh, I that think so, here. yes. I mean, this I'm, is the, I, This is the famous picture by Botticelli that's in uh, Florence. That's the birth of Venus right there. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, you know yeah. what's wild? I actually use that in the eyeball series. Yeah, look at her hand gestures and then look at this. Oh, wow. Yeah. The same one. So it's her. That's definitely well, That's Venus. funny. I was actually... Wow, that's wild. That's great. Fine, man. I have that picture and I didn't... <clears throat> and then he, the little red guys in between the two towers or the two pillars, right? So they depict yeah. it in a kind of almost Masonic fashion. Yeah. I think the red guy is almost as... Uh, I think at times he plays the hermit and the homunculus. I think he actually plays the homunculus. Um, this is just some like things that I thought you might be just interesting, like some of the symbolism they start throwing up inside the cave. Those look a little weird. I mean, you start getting like you know sigils. Oh yeah, that's definitely monetary stuff. Yeah. You know that you may not have really noticed, and you do get a lot of the spirals. To me, I mean, these almost right here kind of start looking like. Like almost like uh, weird Jacob ladders or tele like um, electrical poles, maybe I don't know. But that's even another thing. At the end of every David Lynch episode, they show electrical wires. They make electric. Interesting. Electric- so he has all that current. 
that's like the current that's the whole thing you know that the 93 current right so that kind of current that pervades societies or whatever or a cold current or whatever right yes you know what the current 93 is right um well i thought it was like 7.3 for the current of the earth the 93 well no i mean it's just the concept of like the magical current oh yeah oh yeah when you start getting into crawling like thelema yes yes yeah 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 okay i thought maybe there was actually like something like some scientific number i didn't know (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm, I don't You're... know anything about science. You don't have to <laughs> I'm totally uh, left brain. Right, what is the right brain there? So, um, yeah, we oh, got yeah. This so that's Asmodeus right there. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I so, saw that real quick. At it, like when I, I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was like, that looks like something from the Goetia. I was like, yeah. Sure enough. You know what? Yeah. Also, this show also kind of brings to mind. Do you think that there are similarities between Twin Peaks and True Detective? Um, True Detective. I don't know if I watched that. Okay, That's who was in one that? Was that with Woody, Woody Harrelson? Yeah, Woody Harrelson and, and Matthew McConaughey. Yes, I did watch that actually. Hmm. I thought that was a. I wild just kind of get the vibe, like they. I mean, because it's all that stuff. Pedophilia is involved in that. Yeah, no, cultism, no, I serial see, killing. I can see that. Yeah, there was also ritual uh, stuff. Yeah. There was, I think, Lost may have been influenced by this too oh yeah yeah i bet you're right and then there was another one um something pines maybe have been called i can't remember uh i'm pretty sure that they were influenced by that as well this is just what was weird and this is from season three there's a couple of women in red that you end up seeing and i just you know here she doesn't even have any eyes and she can't talk she's just like you know just there kind of like scarlet horn a sense just you know silence with Bina and the Abyss. Um, she's associated with number 15. I've seen that just come up a lot. If you're paying attention to numbers with things, for some reason, I don't know why. Even with my occult stuff, I, I can't actually totally say why. I think 15 is totally important, but I, I have been seeing it a lot. So, And this is, they came out with this after Blue Velvet, right? So Lynch had already. Oh, yeah, yeah, he. I think he, oh no, Eraserhead, he considers his most spiritual piece of work. But yeah, this came out after Eraserhead. This is just another woman in yellow again. I mean, in red. And then at 2.53, this is just a weird thing. She starts saying, you better leave before my mother knows you're coming. And then the guy, electricity, you see another outlet in the wall. He goes through this outlet. Number three, the third uh, for the outlet. And comes out basically into season three of Twin Peaks. Oh, interesting. It is now Rancho Rosa instead of the Double R Ranch. Now, <clears throat> I wanted to check this out because I think this is, they're actually showing you this character being birthed into reality from the abyss. That's what I think they're showing. Or David Lynch's thoughts and minds, uh, mind in his abyss. Um, you got this house here. Um, that's where they're at, and they have that's kind of like a bumblebee Jeep or a yellow and black, kind of like a bee, in my opinion. Jeep. Um, that is the Dale Cooper named Dougie that is there now. Now, once Dale Cooper starts coming through the uh, before he comes through the electrical socket, this guy starts to have like I think a heart attack or a stroke, pukes all over the floor, and then poof, disappears, and then Dougie starts coming out through the outlet he just Mm -hmm. comes out through the outlet and now this girl 
who was a prostitute that was there with the original Dougie, who somehow, I guess, just thinks he just got changed, didn't realize it's not a completely different person. Uh, she was there with him. He was cheating on his wife with this prostitute who's in purple and black. Both colors go with Saturn, purple and black. And it's a feminine energy. And I have said this over, you know, a few times. I really do think sometimes people will use skin color as well for color and occultism. That's just my opinion. So I even think they might have actually used this woman because of her skin tone. Um, so they have her in purple and black. And I think she's kind of like uh, representing Bina, which is the third sphere on the tree. Now, at this moment, at this time, Dougie doesn't even talk. He hardly even knows what he's doing or Dale Cooper now. He's like bumbling around and she's like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to give you a ride. They get in his, they get in her car. They start driving down the road. Not until he hits Sycamore street. This is just what I quit. They show you Sycamore street. And then he looks at her and he says, he's finally talks. Now Sycamore is also like male phallic energy. That is a tree. And uh, Sycamore does even uh, equal Jupiter in Gematria. Jupiter falls on the fourth sphere, male abundance energy. So I think now he's talking because he's crossing that path on the tree and now has hit Jupiter or Cheset. And then she ends up bringing him down here to the Silver Mustang Casino. Of course, a casino. You've just been birthed into this reality. And here you go. Have at it. Any sin that you want, you can just indulge here. You know, it's like how typical. So they uh, drop him off here at the Silver Mustang Casino. I even questioned the silver, you know, the silver star, Crowley Silver Star. That could be a stretch. Mustang, I even associate with like chariots, possibly, um, which the chariots. Uh, tarot card does lead up to uh, Gabora, which is the fifth sphere on the tree. And then she hands him a $5 bill and tells him, go inside and call for help. And she drops him off there. So that was uh, how I think they actually literally showed her kind of like the Scarlet Whore, the Queen Bee in her Bumblebee Jeep. Birthing and bringing Dale Cooper from the abyss into Twin Peaks. Now. Interesting. That's what I think this he is, actually showed you right there. This is season three, right? So this is the season yes. that took place 25 years later or whatever. It was on It was on HBO or something. What was it? Yeah, HBO, HBO. HBO. It's uh, Showtime. I think it was Showtime. This one is like real quick just to show you like him even like using, in my opinion, Kabbalistics, uh, you know, writing on a door. Uh, they show that these uh, Laura Palmer and a bunch of her friends are driving down the road. That's another thing that I did notice in this show a lot. There's a lot of drinking and driving. And I have actually wondered, like, if they do that on purpose to, like, you know, D&D kind of. Because I, I, I do think D sometimes can be used to represent, like, the corner of your eye. So I was even wondering, like, if the drinking and driving was even, you know, or representing spirits. You know, why they're in their hot rods, which could maybe be a char, you know, the chariot or a charger. Um, they pull up to this place and they start doing donuts. And I just thought it was interesting how there's a Cooper tires in the corner and their detective's name is Cooper. 
Um, one thing they constantly show in this show is these trucks with pallets of wood on them. Constant trees, you know, the logs constantly. I do think sometimes he's showing you that because he's showing you you're going from one sphere to the next, like the path. And at times I do think he even uses it to represent the zonules of Zin in your eyeballs because they actually do look like trees under an electromagnet, uh, whatever, microscope. So, I mean, I don't know if he goes that deep with it, but I, I do think he does cover eyeball stuff, so I do question that. Now she does cocaine, so now I got uh, drinking, driving, and drugs. And then she uh, goes into this bar. Um, I don't know if this is just, like, me grasping at this, but, like, there's a green light down there. I don't know if that's, like, a street light. I don't think it's a green light on a... I don't know if that's an intersection, actually. So I don't know if this is showing you going from, like, on the tree, you would be going from green to red if you're going back up. Gotcha. So green, red, and but then, like, the red sphere would be the power. And when they go into the place, before they walk into the door and go above this bar, you have the power and the glory. I mean, that's in the Kabbalistic cross. That's in the chess head, the red sphere, and the blue sphere. They call the power and the glory. Wow. So it's a direct direct Kabbalic reference. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think that was actually going to play. Um, if you want, then I have another thing I could show. Yeah, do it. Yeah. All right. I don't know how well this will. Uh, you know what? Let me share the video, actually, instead. I'll share the video the right way. The video file. Right. So yeah. the glory is Tiferet and the power is Netzach. Yeah, well, yeah, but the yeah that, and, but then like um, Ch Chesed and and uh, and the Chesed and Gabor, one would be like that would really be considered like the high arc of the power and the glory, because like one is like um, the blue sphere is almost like a perfect utopia. They say like a king sitting in his in his throne, everything's is supposed to be the way it is. That's the glory. Everything is great. Everything is good the way it's supposed to be. And then you have the power for when it's not going the way it's supposed to be then you can cut in come in cleave off the cancer or whatever and change it you know hmm. the power to change i guess basically that's the power gotcha. all right sorry let me uh and this one i do think um is uh them showing bob again the beast um the little man i think he is playing uh the hermit and possibly uh Gabora. and i do think they are showing uh stuff on the eyeballs and electricity too so it's kind of why I wanted to pick this one. And it is very weird, and it was taken out. It was one of the things that was cut, and it's called uh, Above the Convenience Store, if anybody wants to check it out. All right, here we go. I got the video ready now. Let's add it. All right, so there's your electricity, right? Yeah. Then, like, right there, it stops at pole, pole number six, which that, to me, could be Tiferet. Um, I did find interesting how 720 is up there. You know, I've come across that a lot with certain Gematria, especially with Crowley stuff. But um, the 720, you know, that's two circles, two, three, sixty, seven twenty. 720 at that time could have been good uh, what the TVs had at the time. You know, we have 720, 1080, 4K. So who knows? I mean... You know, or they could just be random, but I do wonder if that 720 is actually there for me. Yeah, 
real quick, the chrome reflects our image. In Kabbalah, Yesod is uh, the ninth sphere, and it can be colored silver. And, um, you know, a chrome kind of goes a little bit with it. That is considered the image reflecting machine. Like that's, it's literally considered like almost an image making machine. If you were to read like Kabbalah, uh, ceremonial magicians right on Kabbalah, you know, like Dion Fortune or somebody else like that, they, they will say, you know, that's exactly how it's considered. I also do think since he is literally, in my opinion, I actually think what he's showing you in this amongst many other things is literally light going into your eye and turning into electricity before it goes into your brain. That's exactly what Interesting. I'm showing. Right. You know, Didn't you do is, like a whole show on the eyeball. And all I that did stuff? three of them. Yeah. Three. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to make that. Uh, I do think that also the reflection and the reason why I'm saying the lens is because in the lens in your eye, you know, it does reflect back what you're perceiving. It does actually do an as above, so below technically. So I it could question that. And that's the living Tulpa right there. That's the Tulpa, yeah. Real quick before I go on any farther. Um, I think with the guy moving the pole, like I'm going to explain that a little bit. And with the, we have descended from pure air. Um, just explaining a little bit how like your eyeball actually works is that like your the rays of light or whatever you're looking at when it goes into your eye, it will go up your hyaloid canal eventually and then get converted into electricity. So technically, I could see how you're going from pure air into electricity. You know, the, your eyes do actually breathe oxygen. Right, right. So, I mean, from pure air, you're getting electricity inside your brain from when taking in light. Technically, technically. Um, so I think he could have been talking about that. And when your pupil changes in your eyeball, which I do think is something that has to do with magic, the opening and the, you know, the dilating and the contraction of your pupil, um, your hyaloid canal is pretty much straight or like on an angle. When it contracts and your and your pupil gets you know bigger or smaller, it moves just like a plunger. But you will go from straight, but then when it pulls up, it makes an a literal S shape. Hmm. Technically, and I have actually questioned now if you have two eyeballs and they can both do that, you would get IS and IS. Isis, with both eyes showing you the hyaloid canal bending. If you think of both S's in your eye and they're both bent, your both pupils are changed, you put those together, you got the caduceus. The swerving of the hyaloid canal in both eyes. That's just my opinion. But uh, I do think the, the eye guy, is super complex, right? I mean, it's yeah. Just, it's oh, yeah. Complex, there's like even two different types of liquid you have in your eyes. And like it, there's actual fluid flowing. Every time your pupil gets bigger and smaller, it's it's some wild stuff going on in there. Yeah, no, it's an incredible instrument. Man. 
See, I think this is even showing you the rising male energy. Even that pointing thing on his face, now he's rising it up. Wow. Now, if you see him, he's in like a blue denim jacket and the other guy is in red. That's even the power and the glory right there again on the tree of life. The red on the left and the blue on the right. That I think essentially shows him, but crossing the abyss, or at least going back up the uh, the optic nerve. But I think you saw. Uh, I do think he plays the beast. That guy, the blue. I think he's like in, you know part of Chessa, Jupiter abundance. He has his own momentum. Um, the guy in the backgrounds with the TV uh, when they show the light flash. Again, that you know, I hate to go back to the eyeball and stuff, but like if you go and look inside the eye, you even see like you do have like. Technically, if you were to look at it and just think outside the box, it looks like you have a sun and a moon inside your eye. You do have a very white ball, you know, bright ball in one spot. And then there's kind of like a dark round one somewhere else. Um, I do think that that one is very close to the optic nerve. And with the stuff on the back of the walls, the optic nerve does kind of look like almost like branches and just like weird shit hanging. The, the vitreous humor has like these veins that hang down. To me, I think he was like referencing that stuff as well with the light from the back. But, um, you know, turning into the fire again, I think that even shows like beast like energy, the destruction. Um, what else was there? There was something else in there that I, I can't remember, but I know that was a weird one. <laughs> there was a lot in that. I don't know. I mean, they're doing some weird stuff. It's obviously some kind of ritualized. I mean, a lot of backwards. I mean, even the backwards stuff, I think that is all done intentional. And if I remember correctly, I think in a lot of the stuff, Lynch actually had them learn the lines backwards. Oh, interesting. Then he recorded it and played it backwards. Oh, wild. That is bizarre. strange. Yeah, that's bizarre. It, it's, it's just a strange show. I think that's what captivated people. Spirits, Buddhism, yeah. cult secret societies, weird doppelgangers. Like, it's just totally out there. Like, Oh, someone did that, ask, what was, well, sorry, what was the significance of the boy? I do think, again, going back to Tiferet, one of the uh, symbols for Tiferet would be a child. So I think you know, that could be the significance of the boy. I think the old woman... Old woman might be like the old hag. And I do think some of the other guys on the side might have actually represented other stuff in the eyeball, but I wasn't going to go that crazy with it on your show with the eye stuff. Well, you can. I mean, I think there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack in the shows. I mean, I didn't see the, the more recent one, the more recent 
season three. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That was the one that I showed a little bit of before. I actually found that season to be a little bit easier to cover more of the weird stuff on because that, that, it is packed. That, that season is really out there to me. I mean, because it, you know, one of the things is it really doesn't take place in Twin Peaks anymore. And like the characters really aren't the same people. It's like very weird. It's almost as if like he's saying, you know, the show is already dead and gone. And I'm just creating this other one because that's what you want. It's hard to explain, but it's like he's telling you Twin Peaks has already been done and over with, I think. And this is just an alternate reality of, of what you want. Hmm. Yeah, it's very weird. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of the fans, even when that came out, they were like, this really doesn't even follow. I mean, there were some elements in there. You know, one thing I thought was really weird on that, uh, he did. He had Nine Inch Nails play on there. Interesting. Trent, yeah, he had Trent Reznor play. That I was actually a little surprised about. And every time at the end of every series, uh, every episode, they would always have a band. And at the end of the microphone, there was always a pine cone stuck to it. Hmm. Like a pineal gland, I guess, or something like pineal that. Pineal gland, right. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's wild. He definitely layers it throughout all of his stuff, I think. You know, not just Twin Peaks. Like, everything I think he does is, is all, you know, cult ideas that he just right, tries to... some dark ideas, right? He tries to in, in a, integrate them in there. I just did a show on Arlington Road, and Angelo Badalamenti was also the uh, music guy on that, so it's kind of funny. Two shows that mentioned but. Uh, that guy's name uh, in one day. Yeah, right. <clears throat> He's in the know. Maybe he understands it too. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? He must be good. They've got him. I mean, I think uh, Arlington Road was 1999, so it's about 10 years after this. Oh, I think he, I think uh, he did some pretty good stuff at Peaks. I thought some of the music on there wasn't, wasn't bad for the, for the times. He just passed away last year, December 2022, 85. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you'd like to add? I mean, we, you could go through and rewatch and like take shots of all that stuff, but it's just a real oh, kind of like. That's why I was like, even just to I basically all I was trying to hopefully show your your listeners and fans that there's occultism in it. Because there's so much yeah. like I mean, for me to like actually yeah, start covering something, it could take a long time. Like actually, yeah, you could take a. Uh, Series, Six, ten I've, hours just going through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah I think I've you done like four or five on my own, like four or five episodes by myself. I covered on peaks like six, eight months ago. Wow. So yeah, there's there's plenty of stuff. Yeah. I would highly, you know, highly suggest that people are into looking into that stuff. Definitely check check it out. My opinion. Check out yours. Yeah, I'll put links to your. Oh, your see, yeah, check out Twin Peaks. I definitely think it's a cult. <laughs> you know, but yeah, you can check out my stuff too. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, I think it just shows that, that I mean, that, you got to look through Lynch, all of Lynch's stuff. I've seen Dune, which doesn't yeah. really, it has, it's like a, the book itself has like you see, weird you know esotericism. What, yeah. You know what I thought was really weird about that? And I'm going to show it uh, when I cover Elon Musk. In Dune, uh, they do show like the sandworm and the lens to your eyeball where the Zonials of Zin connect to. If you look straight down, it looks exactly like that sandworm in Doom. Oh, wow. And I've seen Elon Musk tweet about that and actually show the same picture. And I've been saying over and over again, all this guy is doing is tweeting about the eyeball to you people. 
Wow, interesting. Yeah. Do you I think so? A, you think that uh, Herbert, who wrote Dune, it did that intentionally? Well, he had David Lynch Herbert. do it. And I think that, like, I think they actually asked him to do it. Hmm. So I would assume, my opinion, That's if you look at the stuff Lynch did prior, if anybody understood it, and it was an, I'm sure it was deeply occulted. Like his stuff was even really weird early on. I think people already knew who was in the know, what he was trying to show. So when people wanted to work with him, in my opinion, a lot of the times it was probably because like, all right, you know, he's like one of us. We, you know, we can work right. together on occult movies. You can do it, right? Yeah, but uh, I definitely Dune uh, to an extent, believe it or not, had more eyeball actual occultism in it than anything. Oh, you know, I even think this. I even think that type of worm in Beetlejuice is for the same thing. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think, but I mean, Blue Velvet's kind of weird too. Blue Blue Velvet's kind of similar to Twin Pink Peaks, like weird, creepy, yes. strange underworld. I mean, and, and Kyle McLaughlin. Eraser had he gets like you think some girl pregnant and gives birth to this like it looks like an abomination basically, and it's oh. uh, crazy. I'll have to go back yeah, and watch that. Yeah, wild. He has wild, wild stuff for sure. Yeah, but you know what? And, and then, then I guess real quick, then you know, then we can wrap it up. I guess the one thing okay. I would like to also get at too, and I think you were kind of almost making a point of it before. This stuff is old, and he's been making movies prior to that. I, I think one of the best things you can get out of this, if you do actually believe this is like cultism, is that this stuff has been in our faces for a long, long time. Right. I mean, this is going back to the 90s and this guy was putting out movies in like, you know, the 80s and I think earlier right. than that. Like this stuff has been being put in our faces a long, long time. Yeah, yeah no doubt. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's like now we're just catching on to it. Trying That's to figure it out. The yeah. ability to analyze it, too. I mean, imagine what it was like to watch stuff back in the day in the 80s and 90s. You would do a theater. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't look it over again. You couldn't just pull it up off of Amazon. So it's like a weird kind of almost initiatory <laughs> thing. If you're watching that, like what sometimes, the hell did we just watch? You know, sometimes I think the eighties was considered very weird because it was so blatant in occultism. People didn't understand it. I really do think that now. Cause like sometimes when I happen to be going through, cause I, there was some eighties bands that I liked when I was growing up. It's like, I'll hear their stuff now, or it's like, I'll see their video and I'll be like, yo, they're so blatant with the occult symbolism. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I was like, when I was a kid watching this, you know, sitting on the floor in my bedroom, watching this on MTV, on my little TV, on my dresser, I had no idea I was looking at that. I just thought I liked the Tears for Fears song. I had no idea that even them, they were throwing occult symbolism all over the place. Like, you know, yeah, just, how would you know? I mean, you didn't. Man, I, mean, I, was, I, I listen to Blue Oyster Cold. It's just totally a cult. I mean, I was, this is why the 80s look so true. weird because yeah. they're just throwing signs up everywhere. Yeah, that's no, true. <laughs> It's really true. Yeah, this is one I think I'll probably try to watch it again and really watch it. Yeah, it kind of know. Like I didn't know all the esoteric knowledge that I know now. Not a, that I'm a practitioner. Oh, you'll probably I'm certainly an observer. Probably seen. see a lot more. Yeah. Every time I watch it, there's something new that I see. So. Cool, I'm man. Sure. Where can people find your uh, new uh, work? All right, yeah, I do have the NY Patriot show still doing that. Um, that doesn't that's kind of like cons could be conspiracies, occultism, paranormal, true crime. That could be anything. I still have the um, I do have the occult rejects. It's just that now I have like a few 
different co-hosts that I just revolve. I do not have one permanent co-host with uh, co-host anymore. That is still going on and uh, plenty of stuff uh, lined up for that. And that is, yes, still the Occult Rejects. And you can find that in all major podcasts, YouTube still, knock on wood, and uh, BitChute and Rumble. Appreciate right, so it. You can see that Occult Rejects and the New York Patriot. And then if people want to reach out to you, uh, you they can find you. I think you're on uh, Twitter. Twitter, yeah, Twitter and Instagram. Honestly, if uh, you're probably better off with Twitter. Twitter's the best thing. Yeah, I have a lot right, of people messaging me over there, <laughs> so I'll check that one more often. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate you. No, time. thank you very much, and you have a great right. day, man. You as well. Stay there. Stay there.